Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast talking all things in the gaming industry. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host Tony Erickson, and joining me this week we have quite the ensemble. Returning to the podcast, we have my Destiny Insider Jackson. What's up? What's up? We have from the Star Wars episode Mark. Shalom. And two brand new guests. First, we have Gina. Hello. And we have my boy Sean. What's crackalackin' home dogs? Welcome, uh, everybody. Well, thank you. I feel welcomed. Excellent. Um, so we're gonna start off with a with our first segment favorites. We have since we have two new people. Um, who would like to start? Who wants to g- go in the hot seat first? I can rock that hot seat. I, right. I have no problem with hot. All right, Sean, uh, this is Favorites, where I ask you four little questions. You just got to give me the answers to them, and they're quite simple questions. Perfect. I'm a simple guy, so this will work well in my favor. Perfect. I want your favorite video game, video game character, video game soundtrack, and what you're looking forward to in the remainder of 2020. Okay, uh, favorite video game? It's kind of just like a whole series in general, uh, but I'd probably lay out with Uncharted. Ooh, I love that's the a good one. series. Yeah, I played them all over quarantine. It was sweet. Literally beat them all from beginning to end. So that was a lot of fun. The soundtrack in that is pretty good. However, in my opinion, my favorite soundtrack is probably Red Dead 2. I love the music in that, man. It was sick. It was such a good score. Nice. Favorite um, game character? Yeah. Video game character would probably be kratos from god of war good Dude, choice there. Like, i'm not I, I don't know what i can say or not can i say badass oh yeah absolutely cool yeah. you can curse badass. you can curse sweet i can cuss oh yes. fuck yeah he's a badass kratos is <laughs> sick big fan of kratos um and then lastly what am i looking forward to uh, in the remainder of 2020 Video game-wise, I'm actually pretty pumped for Avengers. I brought the pre-order of it so I could play the beta, so I've been doing that the last couple weekends. How is the beta? I've liked it so far. It's uh, it's pretty much Ultimate Alliance in a lot of ways. Just okay. a far more in-depth story. And obviously the beta, I'm only playing random missions throughout, right? Just getting the whole feel of it. But I've been liking it so far. I like the gameplay. The voice acting work in it is great, and yeah, I'm just I'm I'm pumped up for that. I'm jazzed. All righty, all righty, Gina, mm-hmm. you're up next. Ooh, all right. Same set of questions: favorite game, character, soundtrack, and 2020. Looking forward to the most. Mm, okay, so I think my fave uh, game or game series, I should say, is all of the Jackbox party packs. I love playing those games with friends, family. It's always just like a riot. But if I'm playing by myself, my favorite game series would be the Portal series. Love me some puzzle games, dude. Puzzles. Puzzles. Well, boy, I can't wait to talk about puzzles later on. Am I right, Jackson? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) That triggered some PTSD. Continue, Uh... Gina. (laughs) 
And so my favorite character is the goose from Untitled Goose Game because he's oh, just yes. a little freaking bastard. I love love that little bitch. <laughs> the cop. Uh, I, I, so I'll assume you're excited about the new update that they announced. Oh yeah, definitely. Kind of caused some havoc. <laughs> yeah, favorite OST. I think it have to be the Payday Two soundtrack. It's just really Ooh. good to run to. They're they're nice running songs. It's very like I'm about to rob a bank, but not really, you know. <laughs> I get that. That's pretty yeah. good. And what are you looking forward to in the remainder of 2020? Okay, hopefully the release of Cyberpunk 2077. Ooh. It's scheduled for November, but if they postpone it, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you guys uh, saw recently, but they posted. I don't know if it was on Twitter. Uh, or they posted on social media um, another update. Uh, it was like in the yellow letter, like how they uh, delay when they delayed it the first time, um, and it read. Uh, uh, it was basically the lyrics of uh, "Never Gonna Give You Up." <laughs> it's wow. They, they, <laughs> they, they really did that to us. But you know, if CD Projekt Red is gonna postpone anything, it's really for the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I trust them with my life. I do too. Um, and with that, we're going to jump right in to our first segment, which is, of course, the week in review, where we talk about some of the big news that happened this past week and some of the games that came out this past week as well. In regards to games, uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, a sequel to Super Lucky's Tale, came out. Uh, PGA Tour 2K21, the return to the golf game franchise, uh, dropped. I'm genuinely excited for this one, and I kind of want to play it because the OG PGA games were the shit. Oh, man, I agree. I'm pumped. Tiger Woods, like, 2002, that was my jam. God, for me, it was uh, 04 and 05. Those were, mm. Those were the you. I just like the that? South Park one where there's the uh, PGA game where you're just playing Tiger Woods' wife and you just beat the crap out of him with a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to play that version, but I could never find it anywhere. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, you won't find that on shelves. And uh, a big release for the Microsoft was Microsoft Flight Sim. The new one came out. Oh, everyone's well. landing on Harvey Weinstein's island. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, and a new cyberbullying thing is apparently... Take oh, yeah. a screenshot of you crashing into somebody's house. You like find them on Google Maps. You crash into it. You're like, hey, this gonna happen. I, I saw that. That's funny. Like, and yeah, it's, it's like, just funny, honestly. Like, they're just getting creative. You can't even be mad about it. You're just you gotta you gotta be a little bit just like, wow, good job. Yeah. Give them give them a, give them the gold star for yeah. a pl- a plus bullying. Credit where credit is due. Uh, those are some of the big games that came out in regards to news the big one that happened this past week was the the new nintendo indie world showcase showcasing off a couple of brand new indie games coming to the nintendo switch um we got titles uh, such as hades a roguelike dungeon crawler where you die a lot and level up every time you die basically one of those style games uh, we have Hypnospace Outlaw, a 90s uh, computer emulator where you're on a 90s computer and you ju- it just gives off that vibe. Um, they now, that's, com- that. mm-hmm. uh, that's coming out August 27th. <laughs> uh, Spiritfarer seems to be the big one that a lot of people are in love with. Uh, as it also came out, uh, some of the games did come out uh, right after the show. Spiritfarer was one of them, which is a... Uh, yeah, 
it's a management style game where your goal is to like give spirits what they need and then take them to the various islands across the land to help them go to the afterlife and then give them a big old hug before they poof off because of the bonds that you share. That sounds so wholesome and lovely. It is. And your your companion is a golden cat. Oh, you should have led with that. It's even better. I'm in. It it looks really good. Really tugs at the heartstrings. Um, Then you got Garden Story, where you play as a grape. (laughs) And your goal is to fight the pollution and rebuild your little community. And that's set for 2021. Is there there any moment in the game in which there is a surgery performed on a grape? Uh, sadly, uh, I don't know. Not, not to my knowledge. Damn it. Might that might be an Easter egg though? Who knows? Okay. I hope so. Uh, they announced that a, a very popular indie game is making its way to the Switch. It's Subnautica, as opposed Ooh. to Upnautica. Uh, but yeah, that's making its way to the Switch uh, in 2021. Uh, Takashi and Hiroshi, a game where you develop an RPG and play an RPG. You develop your RPG as the older brother and you play it as the younger brother. That came out uh, right after the show as well. Uh, Raji, an ancient epic, a top-down action platformer that's inspired by Hindu mythology. Uh, It's a timed console exclusive uh, for when it comes out, so it will be available on other platforms after it's uh, out on the Switch for a while. Um... Then there's a uh, bear and breakfast where you a uh, bed and breakfast simulator where you play as a bear. <laughs> like bit like, a, bit like the bear that uh, Sean was reporting on earlier or like a bear as in a large hairy man. Uh, grizzly bear. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. I, f- I feel like a large man run bed and breakfast would probably do wonders. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but uh, yeah, bear and breakfast, you're uh, running a bed and breakfast as a bear. And that's uh, set for 2021, again, as a timed console exclusive, so you'll be able to play it in other places after that exclusivity. Uh, A Short Hike uh, is coming out on the Switch as a timed exclusive, which is already out. Um, And then we have Card Shark, a game that I'm actually a little bit uh, interested by. Um, It's about a game where you cheat in cards. It's uh, set for 2021. Uh, Torchlight 3, a dungeon crawler loot grabbing game set for later this fall. Manifold Garden, a gravity perspective puzzle game, which came out right after the show. Evergate, a 2D puzzle platformer, which uh, dealt with the themes of life, death, time, and space in an adventure game. That came out after the show. And they announced the update for Untitled Goose Game, uh, which, aside from getting a physical release, finally, um, it's now a two-player update, so now you can honk with a friend. (laughs) Is that a euphemism? Oh, maybe. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to Let's See What It Takes for Mark to get kicked off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. In more news, uh, Hitman Three, the new one, uh, will be exclusive to the Epic Game Store on PC when it comes to the, well, for the PC release. Uh, Call of Duty announced its next game in the series is Black Ops Cold War. Oh, thank God. And the full showcase for the game, they, we just get, got a teaser, but they're going to do a full showcase for it on the 26th of this month. Count me into the zombies. Oh, God. Yeah, that means there's gonna be, it's going to be more zombies, so I'm excited for that. God, they better be. Ugh. They better be good. 
Nothing uh, will match that first time you play zombies. Like, uh, World of War. Durees? Oh, bring me back to Durees. Oh, uh, just make a whole game of Durees. I would be okay with that. Right. <laughs> In delay news, Arcane Studios is delaying Deathloop to next year. Deathloop being that game where you play as a dude who, if he die, it's like you're being hunted by that person, another person, and if you die, you go back to the beginning. But you're, it's that they showed it off at one of the game conferences, and uh, it looks interesting. But it's getting now getting delayed to next year. It was set for the remainder of 2020, but now it's delayed. Ah, uh, that's a bummer because man is the most dangerous game after all. <laughs> yes. In Dragon Ball news, Dragon Ball Fighters is getting Master Roshi as its next DLC character. Oh, Master Roshi! Long. Yep. Better late than never, I guess. Wow. Yes. I found a really and... cool anime brand that actually was selling shirts of his. It was pretty neat. Nice. And lastly, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a four-player online multiplayer mode called Legends. Uh, we don't really know too much about it other than that, or if you, there is, it's like you go to the site to read more about it. From what I got, you play as like four of the dead uh, samurai legends that Jin gets gear from in the game, and uh, it's like a horde mode, essentially. That's kind of what I got from the trailer. Looks good. I liked Ghost of Tsushima a lot. I platinumed it, so... I haven't played yeah. it yet, but I heard good things. Really good. It's it's. I would call it what Assassin's Creed should have become. Oh, Ooh. Okay. Okay. don't do like that. Oh, I will. <laughs> it's like take like samurai combat and add like a really good stealth system. Tony, I'm like like, so like Splinter Cell meets Samurai Jack, but like cooler. Oh. Yes, nice. And you get a horse as well. Even better. I am rock hard. <laughs> oh my god sorry Gina I'm, I just can't relate I, I don't know <laughs> we'll, we'll find something we'll find something, we'll find something. <laughs> uh, that's the news for the week ahead now onward to the releases for next week on Tuesday Descenders drops for the PS4 Insurgency Stans- Sandstorm comes out for the PS4 and Xbox One No Straight Roads comes out on the consoles and Vader Immortal a Star Wars VR series comes out for the PlayStation VR hmm. Hot Very cool I do not have VR and it would... now I kind of want to get it <laughs> I agree uh, <laughs> uh, no game releases no big ones for Wednesday at least on Thursday best friend forever that dating sim slash dog care sim comes out for the switch and PC <laughs> I don't know if you date the dogs I hope you don't because that's bestiality because you're a human but okay hey this show is pro furry isn't it um, <laughs> no comment no comment <laughs> I'm not going to say we're anti-furry, but we're not pro-furry. We're in the middle. Yeah, we are. They exist, and we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that. We're furry neutral. neutral. As Gina has said in an episode of Board Chumps, y'all make bank with that art. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Y'all make fucking bank. I'm so jealous. You probably do. Like, that's some niche stuff, and you got to pay top dollar for that. 
in more game releases, uh, Control, the all-AWE DLC comes out. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered drops for the PS- PS4 and Switch. Hypnospace Outlaw comes out on the consoles. Still, sa- Still Stand comes out for the PC and mobile. Surgeon Simulator 2 comes out for the, for the PC. Tour de France 2020 makes its way to the PC. And Tell Me Why comes out on the Xbox One and PC. And that's just Thursday. And on Friday to round out the week, Captain Tsubasa Rise of New Champions comes out for the PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Jump Force finally makes its way over to the Switch. Madden NFL 21 comes out for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Exomon Extinction comes out for everything. Double Kick Heroes comes out for the Xbox One. Project Cars 3 comes out for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Shing comes out for the PS4, PC, and Switch. Wasteland 3 comes out for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. And Windbound comes out on everything. Boy, I'm excited for Madden. Oh, boy, howdy. I haven't touched a Madden game since 06, I think. Whoa, that's maddening. Yesterday. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Sorry. I had to squeeze one in there. I'm sorry. You're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) Uh, How are the Madden games now, Sean? They're fun. It's... I don't know. It's like all the sports games, right? Every year they're like, oh, it's new and it's better. And it's just like it might be a little bit faster. It might be a little different mechanics. They're still fun because they started coming out with more story modes for them. Mm-hmm. I really like story modes whenever I play any game. So I oh, always remember those. I've heard really good things about like the NBA games and the Madden games. You know, 2K, 2K games are also super fun. That's why I'm glad that uh, 2K picked up PGA. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, very, uh, very excited for that and for Madden. But yeah, big Madden fan, big football fan in general. Nice. So, what, what, what's your favorite Madden game to go back to? Probably Madden 15. All right. Yeah, I like Madden 15. Had some of the better players. Every a lot of the top players now are in their prime then, so it just. Yeah, it's it's a good thing to bring me back every once in a while. It's like when I pick up NHL 12, uh, NHL 12. Oh, beautiful. Right? Just solid, Actually, yeah. solid content. Mine's NHL 04. Mm. <laughs> oh, I like, I, I, 04 is good. I like 04 a lot. I like uh, that, too, because you had the big head mode. Yeah. Oh. Also, I'm just going to say it. I think I've said it before in, like, the sports episode when I had John Flatters on. Um, but, like, the like the 2000, like, the early 2000, like, 02 to, like, 06 EA, EA sport games had, like, a bang and soundtrack oh my god dude like not much will compare to just those nhl well tony hawk obviously but <sighs> the nhl soundtracks are always stellar it's true tony hawk soundtracks will always be the goat for me tony uh-huh. hawk just my game in general that was my game growing up for oh, sure i had it on the ps1 pro skater one and two god that was just something different i'll take it you guys are very excited for the remake then oh, oh you have no idea it. oh oh I also love Tony Hawk's Twitter, where he's just like, yeah, so the person I was getting checked in at the airport with said, wow, Tony Hawk, I wonder what he's doing nowadays, Tony Hawk. This. <laughs> <laughs> Got, gotta love him. Right? What yeah, a with that, man for the win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with that, we're going to jump into the big topic. Unlike other weeks we where we usually have two to three, depending on how many guests, we only have one topic that we're talking about today. 
And uh, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Whoop whoop. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's Dungeons and Hell yeah. Dragons. That's two times the content. Two, two times, times the content. <laughs> um, so so uh, double the pride. So are we going to start with Dungeons or Dragons? Oh, mm. uh, oh man, that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> a loaded question, sir. <laughs> it's a loaded question. Um, let's start from let's start from the top. So, what got you guys into Dungeons and Dragons? I believe I've said it before, but uh, in my other Dungeons and Dragons episode I did with Preston, um, but I'll I'll start uh, with what got me into Dungeons and Dragons was uh, back in my first college days in good old Lethbridge. Uh, my boy Tadashi bought the starter set, <laughs> and uh, a bunch of us played it with uh, Tyler, who's been on the podcast before, uh, being our dungeon master, and uh, we played through that, and I fell in love with that, and then. It reignited, uh, I want to say, a year or two later when Preston approached me as like, and asking for players to join his brand new campaign. And from there, that's where I just like evolved even more, doing like three of his campaigns that I was a part of before I built the one that you guys took a part in. Ah. Party. Uh, who would like to go next? I'll go. All right. <laughs> so uh, first time I ever got into it was uh, a couple guys on my rugby team were looking for some people to play a D&D match. And, you know, when you're bringing that stuff to a group of, you know, big buff dudes in short shorts, you, you kind of you're, you're tactical about who you ask. And uh, I guess I was one of the people that are like, yeah, he's talked about Star Wars in public a couple times. He, he could probably do this. So uh, they approached me, and it was uh, me and a couple guys from other teams that I'd met on passing or at bars. And well, what we basically did was went to a buddy's house, got loaded in the basement, and played D and D. Kind of fun, actually. And then, uh, well, then Tony invited me because uh, he was talking about it in the radio room, and I was like, "Hmm, this seems interesting." All right, who would like to go next? I, I guess, I guess I will. All right. Um, I've been off and on playing D and D for throughout my uh, my teenage years. I've been playing it with some odd groups of friends here and there, but I never really like like I always thought it was really boring. But going into second semester in RTBN, I was like, you know what? Let's have some sort of extracurricular thing to do. And I always liked the idea of Dungeons and Dragons, but I never had a good group to play it with. So I was like, hey, fuck it, let's let's ask around. And then that's when. I talked to you about a toner, and that's how we did, got into our last campaign. And my girlfriend, who isn't in the podcast right now, but she played with us. She had a lot of fun too. It's her first time doing something like that, so I don't know. It's just kind of, uh, kind of been into it here and there. It's been, mm-hmm. been a good time. Uh, Gina or Sean, who wants to go next? Mm, I I'll go, but I don't really have a awesome story about it because this is actually my first year playing Dungeons and Dragons. I've always kind of been like intrigued by it but then you know Dungeons and Dragons has that kind of stigma of being like nerdy and like mathy and I was just like oh, I don't know. Didn't really have enough you know nerdy and mathy friends to play it with so I was just <laughs> like whatever and then um, my friend was just like yo we should try making characters and then that never happened and so it was just like a little tease until you know, second year RTBN. And then Tony was like, yeah, we're looking for, you know, D&D players. And I was like, this is my fucking chance. I'm hopping in. Let's do this. 
Yeah, you uh, came along with Maddie at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you stuck around. Maddie didn't, sadly. F. Yeah. F in chat, guys. F in chat. <laughs> F. Uh, and Sean. Yeah, I guess my first time playing was we went over to a friend's house. Uh, my friend Caleb, his, and I don't know, this was probably like four years ago. And we went over to his brother-in-law's place and his brother-in-law made this big campaign, but he just had a, he like, he had a kid right after we started. So we played one session and that was it. Oh. <laughs> and so Weak. it was, and plus he lived like down in high river. So it was a bit of a trek too. So I guess after that, what really got me into it was I ended up one day kind of similar to what Tony's buddy did. And I uh, I just went out. I bought the starter set. I bought all the books. I bought everything. And then I DM'd the starter set, the Minds of Fandelver. And I yes. DM'd yeah, DM'd that for a few friends. And it was a blast. Like, especially considering I'd only played, like, three hours prior to this. I had never, yeah. So jumping into dungeon mastering, mastering was, uh, it was a little tricky at first. But well, I think the moment that got me into it was when my buddy Remy went looking for weed and uh, <laughs> to get nice and baked. And then he rolled a nat 20 and he found some really good stuff. And then they came back and then, yeah, got super stoned and they both rolled crit ones and greened out and then got attacked by a bunch of bats and uh, nearly died. And it was like the second session we played. Nice. <laughs> and so that was pretty fun. And then after that, I kind of jumped around playing with a few people and then we did our thing and i was able to play for a bit not too much which was unfortunate uh once i started the my practicum it kind of took over my life and then from there it's just yeah a bit of a mayhem but uh i don't know i'd like to play again i miss it i miss it a lot well uh believe it or not we're still going uh with uh so essentially our first campaign which you guys are all a part of that uh, came to an end um, a couple of weeks. I, I would say like maybe two mo- two months ago now. Something like that, yeah. Uh, and now we have moved on to the second campaign, which takes place 20 years after the events of the first campaign. Okay. What do I, I I can be game for that. We can uh, we can talk a little business. All right, all right, all right. We'll talk more <laughs> after the podcast about that. Um, now we're going to move on to uh, the, this campaign that we're talking about itself. Um, my first ever campaign that I is so it started with the Lost Minds of Fandelver, the starter set. But because of like how many people we had, and I also said, you know what, let's start you guys at level eight. That seems like a fair level to start you guys at. Not really knowing that that's actually pretty high compared to the Lost Minds. So uh, it came to. Up. Yeah, so I jacked up the enemies a bit, but then um, the first big twist happened, which Jackson, Sean, and Mark were there for. Yes. I believe so. And that was the black room found oh, yeah. in that first cave. So uh, let, let's start. How did that, when you guys first joined uh, that first session, what were you guys' thoughts about the whole thing? I thought it was fun. I thought it was a nice twist on the whole Minds of Fandelver thing. I thought it was pretty cool what you did with it, how you took a campaign that was already there, made it your own, and then added so much more to it. It really it really just brought me back into it for the bit that I played, for sure. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because when you started it, I kind of forgotten that I'd done that campaign before. And I was like, okay, so we're going to go into this room. Then there's going to be those dogs. But then we got attacked by other stuff. And I was like, Nani? <laughs> I brutalized the, the hobgoblins. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Every time I encountered a hobgoblin as Glorback, I would, I, I would just absolutely just... <laughs> just... <laughs> Just annihilate them. Yeah, he does not like them at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you also di- almost died like three times. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like, not in that one. I like never attacked anything in that part except for those two big ogres. I like. Yeah, that ogre brutal. fight uh, at the end of the, at the end of the dungeon there. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess we should should we fill in Sean about what the black room's purpose is because I don't think he ever got to learn about that. No, he never no. got very far compared to us. Okay, no, not so, nearly far. Um, so let's let's start this campaign from the beginning. So we, if you've played the Lost Minds of Vandelver, the one of the first places you go is this little goblin cave because. Uh, you get like ambushed, or you're, like you see goblins on the road, and it basically the story t- wants you to go there first. And so we start that off. I, I up the, up the scale of the enemies and whatnot, and the group finds this black room, and in this black room there was was it the ch- no there was a chest in the storage room that was also black. Mm-hmm. And it talked to Sean, and it talked to Sean because yeah. Sean uh, rolled just- the lowest of the of the. Con or wisdom values, I think it was that I needed you guys to roll something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, from there, you guys uh, went to got to the town. You met Long Nose, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. wizard who the sold boy. you some magic fish. Yeah, that the was back. Movie, that yeah. was back when Long Nose was just a magic fish salesman. Yeah, he's really, he's really <laughs> he turned into so much more. Oh, he turned oh, into God, a lot. You have more. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from there, we <laughs> then got into the infamous eleven-person session. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is where so our group turned from Sean, Mark, and Jackson uh, to Sean, Mark, Jackson, Gina, Maddie, Jacob, Sarah, Sarah. Kate, Sid, Carson, and Carson's oh, twelve person, and Carson's and, friend, and, and Tobias, Ariana. And, Ariana. And, oh, Ariana. and Ariana, thirteen person session. Was it Dawson there too? Oh, fourteen. <laughs> yeah, the the few of us who were like actually there for it were dying. That was yeah. The the from that session, I weeded out who I wanted to keep, um, which was the four of you, uh, Dawson, and Maddie, and Sarah. Well, no, you're missing the best part because during that session, um, when the other people were dicking around, you just like, just so you guys know, I am trying to kill some of you. And he looks at just one half of the table where all the other people were sitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. did do that. It was hilarious. They're like, oh, I wonder who he's trying to kill. And I kind of looked at Dawson and I'm like, yeah, I wonder who he's trying to kill. <laughs> Super subtle. <laughs> um, at the end of that session, after you guys encountered... Uh, the Zather, which are basically a hive mind like zombie creature. Um, two of you ended up, di- two people died at the end of it all because most people had to leave because of other things of how late that session went. Oh god, that was like four hours of one battle. It was yeah. one battle! That was the worst part! <laughs> uh, and the the two people who died were J- Jacob and his character in his wizard Templeton 
and uh, Tobias, who I don't even know if his character had a name. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, dead guy. <laughs> dead guy. Um, and that's and then from there, that's when we also the next session we did was the move to the online sessions. Yeah. Oh, oh that was yeah. over winter break, I think. I yeah. Um, and that's where we went to Thunder Tree, um, which was the ruined town where there's a dragon in the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is where they also met the first new, another new character who was brought in uh, from me. This was I brought in my boy Preston, my DM basically. When I when I'm a player, he's my DM most of the time. Yeah, this was the part where I kind of stopped playing too. Yeah. So they get to Thunder Tree, Jackson. It was Jackson and Sarah yeah, and Mark, but Mark had to leave. I kept having connectivity issues. Yeah, that, that was that that happened. That's what happened that first one. Yeah, um, it's been a while since I've thought about these, so it's like, um, but they get the main thing. Oh yeah, I guess there were a few other things that happened. Other colored rooms they found. I remember oh, yeah. the colored rooms. Uh, during the session before the big fight, Mark found the gold room. Oh, and that one was great because you named the um the god that I was working for Ayla, but there was a girl in my class named Ayla, and I'm like, yeah. So then we changed it to something else, but then we're like, no, that's insensitive. So we called it Ayla again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, this was one of the many deities that I uh, are based off of characters from past games that I've been a part of as like party members. These are my party members uh, from my very first campaign with Preston. And it was like it was good to kind of put these characters to like what happened after the war that they were a part of, essentially. So it was nice to kind of build on that for myself to give a bit more closure to that, and for these guys to experience some of these badass characters. It's like fan uh, service, but just for you. Yes, <laughs> I am the anime fanboy. Yeah. Um, and Ayla was a gi- is a giant snake lady with six arms, mm. and. Uh, Bestowed Mark the power of life. Who knew I had a type? Uh, from there, they then you guys then met Mest, Mest Akasi, uh, the man with twenty different personalities. Yeah, he's still going. Yeah, he's really going. He's still going it. strong. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. he is, and he was another uh, character who I built. Um, and then you guys uh, found the blue room, and Dawson took control of that one that was funny he just had like no interest in getting weapons so you just like sneakily gave him armor yeah and then he <laughs> wouldn't take the orb for the life of him <laughs> so you must take this to defeat the final boss He's like no i'm good no. <laughs> yeah but and then thunder, yeah and then thunder tree gotcha i you know what i'm just realizing now i never properly learned who or what my deity was yes uh we will get to that okay phew. Uh, do not worry, sir. Uh, from there, Jackson and Thunder Tree found the Red Room. Yep, I was the champion of hell. <laughs> yes. My, my boy Rokish was fucking the guy that chose me. The Spine Devil. A Spine Devil. And then immediately after that, you guys, uh, you it was you, Sarah, and Moneybags, which is Preston's character. Yeah. Um, you guys went to the main tower where the dragon was. And uh, because of uh, Preston, the dragon was able to fly away to go terrorize a village. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of how long you took, the dragon came back a little bit angry because there was no village to terrorize. Right. And then 
And then uh, Preston revealed himself. Uh, after getting hit, his human form changed into a giant 10-foot skeleton. Because <laughs> Was he a bone man? No, Preston. Oh. Uh, Preston's character. I guess I could tell you guys. His character was over level one hundred. What? <laughs> yeah. So this is Preston's character. That he's played in a campaign that's gone on long, like over a couple, the span of years. I'm like, you know what? Bring him in. And Preston was okay with that. And so um, his name is Grax, and he's a demi lich. Holy shit! And oh. uh, he killed that dragon in one spell. Yeah, he annihilated that fucker. I remember that. And then that. Uh, went back into his money bags for him and put, and put his shoulder hand on Jackson's shoulder. You're the one who killed the dragon, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, you take all the credit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Wait, did you get the XP from it too? No, only oh, Preston damn. got the XP from that. Because <laughs> I made it like an even tougher dragon. Like it was an adult red. What? <laughs> And he killed it in one hit. Yep. <laughs> That's how scary he is. That's how, like, Grax is terrifying. He's, like, the best character in the stories that Preston's told me about him. Best character, because he just likes to... He's chaotic... E- no, he's lawful evil. Nice. And it's just, he plays it to a T. He just likes to shake things up a bit. Yes. He, he had a great, like, like the voice that he put on. Like, Oh, listen, yeah. Listen. You took you killed that dragon, okay? Like he yeah. he did like that fucking goofy voice. I remember that. that yeah, funny. Preston. Like uh, like again of why I call him the best dungeon master in the city is because like he, the time commitment and just like his talent for voices is just really good. Yeah, it was really good. I like Preston. Too bad he didn't come in it, like after mm. that. He has a very crazy schedule. So yeah. Oh well. Uh, and from there, uh, Jackson got arrested. That was just oh, real life. That because, wasn't in the game. Yeah, because of, uh, because of my clan. Yes. The Red Hoof clan. Being raised by those uh, those uh, orcs, mm-hmm. uh, you were then set to get uh, beheaded. And uh, it was thanks to Dawson, Gina, and Sarah. I don't know. Was Mark there? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't didn't know. know that we took on the prison industrial complex. In that okay, episode. so no, Mark wasn't there, but it was Gina... <laughs> Dawson and Sarah, who then went uh, to go find Jackson a good lawyer. The only thing you you got to do, right? <laughs> yeah, what, what else are you going to do in that situation, right? Yeah, man. Uh, they did that. Uh, oh, yeah, Gina, you also met um, a, a wizard to get to the capital. Oh, yeah. He was that, uh, like, the main wizard guy's, like... Uh, apprentice. Appre- yes, the apprentice Mom, to the royal, uh, the apprentice to the king's royal mage. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Gina. Then uh, Gina, tell us about how you found out your you found your DD. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I was going through like some some weird shady like ghetto part of town, right? And then there was these bricks that were I don't know. They were just they just seemed out of place. And then so after you know taking apart the wall, there's this orange room. It was like, oh shit. A room. <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, I was... I got the powers of the void. I couldn't avoid it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was awful. And I loved every second of it. That's, but yeah, that's that's how the uh, the void room came to be. Yeah. Yes, the void. The fifth 
room, as each one represented uh, a different red for hell, blue for heaven, gold for life, and black for death. Nice. Uh, so with that, Gina also um, gained a new little bonus. Oh, uh, man, it's been a while. I don't... Your smoke. Right, yeah. <laughs> chucking, chucking clouds. Hucking <laughs> uh, a fat frickin' cloud. The introduction of super... The introduction of superpowers. Mm-hmm. Abilities that are not controlled by just magical power, but abilities controlled by uh, charges and whatnot. And uh, she could poof, poof up some orange smoke and turn invisible in it. It was like Cheeto dust atmosphere. It was awesome. That's pretty Cheeto cool. Cheeto dust atmosphere. Delicious. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's move on to Jackson again. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about uh, right before your trial. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's bring up another topic: the deck of many things. Yes. <laughs> Oh. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one because I like to think I was the one who created the most mischief and gain for the group by using said thing. Because I just kept pulling it all willy nilly until the deck was taken away from me. I had a castle <laughs> for 20 seconds and then I didn't. And yeah, then that... I, yeah. Then I was doing well for a second. Then a giant beast appeared to attack me, and then I think Dawson just was like, "No, no, no more. No, you, you need to stop. No more." No, no, we, we can't. You need it. No, yeah. So that was fun. I really like that. Do you, Do you guys want to know how many decks you went through in that first campaign? Four. Yes. I think that's right. About three or four. Yeah, it seemed about four. Oh god. Uh, the first one was a dungeon reward, I think. No, no, you guys bought it in the first village. Yeah, because I saw it and I was like, I'll get that. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And then the second one. I mean, Jackson, you want to tell the story about the second deck of many things? That's kind of my fault on that one, because he had, like, a wish scroll, and he was like, I'm going to wish for enough money to buy it. I'm like, no. No, it was like a billion gold, and I almost (laughs) died because I drowned in it. And I (laughs) I was like, wish for more gold. We can wish for unlimited. I'm, (laughs) I'm not kidding when I say this. If my character died in that moment where i wish for all that gold if Florbeck died i would have quit playing i would have said fuck this game this game fucking sucks i would have not played anymore i'm not kidding good times i'm gonna swam through all the gold like duck very we probably should have thought of that yeah i should have went outside (laughs) if you went outside it would have been fine you just would have you wouldn't have gotten all of it as people would have scooped up more of it but it would have been more logical yeah (laughs) i didn't Um, really think 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 that one through the third deck of many things came as a reward after sarah saved jackson and gina from the shadow realm Mm -hmm. oh oh, yeah you guys want to talk about the shadow realm so okay i was i was really looking forward to like going through that like i was really like that was when i was really like wow like tony fucking fuck tony really making make it like making us solve something that it doesn't involve like just doing massive amounts of damage and so when obviously gina and i lost but like when sarah won that fight against truman the duel the Yugi. It was basically yeah. Basically, I, I told you guys build a deck in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Nexus and yeah. duel me in like three fucking turns. 
this Truman character that Tony played as literally fucking mopped the floor with Glorback and my character and Gina as well. But yeah. Sarah, my girlfriend, she beat the guy. And I have no I, I was just sitting there with my jaw on the floor, just like, wait, you're winning. How the hell are you winning? Like, <laughs> so, I, but that was a really awesome, a really, really mm-hmm. awesome, like, fight. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that kind of stuff. Yes, we'll get into the dun- the like the puzzle stuff in just a bit. Uh, <laughs> going back to the Jackson's trial now, mm-hmm. uh, day of his trial, he thankfully pulled a card from the deck of many things that was you would avoid your next like major uh, issue, like you would mm-hmm. have no harm from it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, because of that, uh, the royal mage. Uh, went to prove your innocence and took all you guys to an island that popped up in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then you guys fought a giant squid. Yep. Sorry, two two giant squids. Two giant squids. Oh, yeah. That was the guy's teacher, right? This Yes, this was... Yeah. Uh, well, his name was Raphael at the mm-hmm. time. And then he revealed himself as his true identity. Do you remember who that identity oh, was? Uh, no, uh, like that? I don't know who it is, but was it Longnosed? Was it no, Gatto? this no. That was that was Gina's guy. This was Zelgis, my Zelgis, right? My character. Oh, yeah, and yeah. this was who Mark would have had as his DD if he. I mean, sorry, Sean would have had as his DD. This oh. was the this was the guy who controlled death. He this was the Reaper. So yeah. what what would the superpowers have been? So you, uh, so you guys got. So eventually, superpowers came into play, and like I had you guys choose what your superpower was, like what you guys wanted. So mm-hmm. Gina got smoke that turned people that could turn you guys invisible. Jackson got uh, silverback, which was a buff to his defenses. Yeah, it was basically just like an armor that grew on my skin. What did Jeff have again? It's strong. Oh, oh yeah, yeah strong like, boy. It's like all might. Yes, go, went from turned to a halfling to a big muscular man. Yep, and it got shut down every time I tried to use it. <laughs> like literally every time there, Tony's like, "No, I don't like this in this situation." So like, so and so negates your powers and turns you into stone. So I just, <laughs> I just like shit talk people while I'm a stone. I'm like, "Hey, hey, your name's dumb." I mean, I like, mean you shit talk one person. That person was Doomslayer, Jackson's Warback's uh, brother. Yep. Well, he deserved it. <laughs> Wait, Boobslayer? Doom yeah. Slayer. Doom, oh, Doom Slayer. Slayer. I thought you said Boob Slayer. No. I was like, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that guy fucked. And then Dawson had a, a, had a JoJo stand, and that was about it for powers. Yeah, Dawson but, uh, barely you, played But uh, for Sean, going to, having death, you would have become a Reaper. Oh, Creed would have been a Reaper? Yeah. Man. You would have gained a very powerful <laughs> teleporting, like, that's not a spell. Uh, you would have gotten a Cyberdermis weapon. Which is stronger than adamantite. Oh. Uh, there was a lot that Creed could have had. Nice. Well, uh, good thing Creed went into a deep slumber and slept in. Uh, essentially, uh, yeah. Essentially, the carriage of Wham became a Wham a guild a guild hall for Wham on an island. Um, and then you guys took in so many people, and then uh, you got caught up in the interdimensional war with Gildries. Yeah, it was a hell of a time. You missed out. But there's a new campaign. I definitely did, and I like new campaigns. Like I said, there's going to be some conversation going on after this here podcast. Yeah. Um, 
And then what else? Oh yes, uh, on to puzzles and and uh, like the first, the one real dungeon that I built for the campaign. And then Long Nose, we'll talk about after this. Mm, um, so let's start with Jackson and Gina. Mm-hmm. Let's bring up that PTSD of a puzzle. <laughs> I, okay, I when you were explaining all these things to me, it made sense. But then when I like when you were telling me that basically not everything was wrong, but like. It just wasn't right. I was just like, okay, I literally don't know how else I can interpret this. And like, you kept dropping hints, and like, you kept giving me things to, to help me, but they just never it it just never connected in my brain. And like, I think back at that puzzle, and it's like, I don't, I still wouldn't be able to figure it out. If we were sitting in a session to this day, still figuring <laughs> it out, I would not have, I would not have, I would not be able to figure that out. I would Dude, not know. Done with your life. I've never felt so stupid in my entire Me life. Too. I was like, I, my brain's not working. Can we just? <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a pretty fucking dumb guy. So, like, in general, so I would not have been able to figure it, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, then... <laughs> yeah, you are pretty much. Hey, but you guys figured out the puzzle. Yeah. And then you guys uh, got rewarded with a giant uh, iron golem named Dreadnought. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, guy, I love Dreadnought. He was nice. Was he the guy that kept trying to screw your girlfriend? No, that was uh, Zagonos. Fuck oh, Zagonos. But... Okay, <laughs> Zagonos was a character. Uh, let's talk about the giant, our giant T-Rex friend real quick. Yeah. Uh, so Zagonos, another character brought over from the Dimensions, is this about seven, eight foot dude. Uh, old, older man, but he's also the hybrid Rex who can turn... He basically has the power to turn into a giant... Uh, T-Rex, that mouth can open four ways. As one does. As one does. And, uh, yeah, Jackson, uh, because Sarah had power, found the green room and was the deity for power, uh, that was, uh, that. And, uh, Zagonos respected power, to say the least. Zagonov was turned on by power. Very yeah. much, and Jackson, he did not like Jackson, I'll say no, that much. He hated me, I, I, and, you know, I, there'd be times where I just, like, wouldn't care, but, like, right after, like, there was the one time where I almost got killed by Doomslayer, and he's making fun of me for getting killed. There's a lot of times where you almost got killed by Doomslayer. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of times, but the one time where I went up against him one-on-one, and he fucking annihilated me, I, uh... I was just not having it when he was making fun of me. I was like, you fucking motherfucker. Go fuck yourself. Did you punch him? No. I like this made him. I said something and he picked me up and I was just like, fuck off. Like, yeah, <laughs> pick me up. I don't care. I'm not actually there. <laughs> I'm not, you're not picking up Jackson Ducharme. You're picking up Glorback. <laughs> yeah, Jackson had a brief episode after that one, so yeah, he just I, had to take a oh, break. Yeah, he did. I had a yeah. I went to. I had to. My Glorback had to go to therapy because he almost <laughs> fucking died. Oh man, that was a good one. That was when you got. That was. That was that. Let oh man, Glorback made a lot of mistakes. But before we get to Glorback's mistakes, um, <laughs> let's move on to the Temple of the Ocean King. I I vaguely remember this one. I know that like everybody got loot except for 
one pack. Like he got one thing, I think, and everybody got like a bunch of shit. Like I think so, Jacob, Jacob. So, so yeah. To to uh, context, when I said Jacob's dead, well, uh, Jacob was brought back into the campaign. Uh, Templeton was revived, uh, thanks to George Michael, the guild ma- guild leader, of course. George Michael. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess you never really got to meet George Michael. He was your guys' guild leader since you guys were part of the guild wham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so yep. George Michael uh, had a thing in place that was able to bring back Templeton, and then it was Jacob, Jackson, Gina, Mark. Was it just you four, or was Maddie there too? Uh, Sarah uh, was there. Oh, Sarah um, was there. Yeah, I don't I think, think was Maddie it, yeah. ever like came back after like playing with no, us um, once. Well, she like, she came online once because it was when you guys fought in Kumbui. Yeah. She was there. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. And um, my fucking my my god cards made me do like 500 damage to him or something okay, like that. Okay, so yeah, the the Table of the Ocean King was the first dungeon I really developed. Uh taking inspiration from Zelda, uh Phantom Hourglass specifically as that's where the name comes from. It was a layered dungeon that uh, they had to get to the bottom of it to receive some cool rewards, which you guys all did. And then at the bottom of it was Truman. And if you beat Truman, you would get the special reward, the deck of many things, and then three other things that Jackson can explain. Um, yeah. But if you guys if you guys had all lost, you would have had a, another cool experience in the Shadow Realm and trying to break out of it. Yeah, so those three rewards were the three Egyptian god cards from Yu-Gi-Oh! And... They all did this. It did some unique stuff. Slither, Slifer was just a team buff, give, adding, I think it was a D4 for the amount of people that were in the party. So, like, yes. for example, if there were four of us, it'd be 4D4. Added on to damage for all your attacks. Yeah, and then added and for every attack. Yeah. So then, and another thing was Obelisk. And Obelisk was overpowered when... Yep. When, when I first uh, implemented him. But yeah, boy, did he nerf it. Fuck, did Tony ever nerf it. Yeah, he <laughs> nerfed it hard. And, like, I still used it, but it was still, like, not nearly as good. It basically just guaranteed me getting a hit every time. I just rolled a crit. And so... So, um... Yeah, and then... Uh, what was the third one? Oh, yeah, Raw. Wing Dragon of Raw. He, just, he would just show up. He'd just yeah. fight for me, and Raw too is fairly overpowered because you mm-hmm. could just summon him and he'd do his own thing. Yeah. Whereas, closer to the end of the campaign, like we would have to like actually like okay, like let's play this amount of health, and then we'll we can add that to Raw's damage buff or whatever you want to call it. I forget. Yeah, it became it was like every turn you have Raw, you take damage. That's yeah. what I eventually. That's how I nerfed Raw. Um, how did I nerf Obelisk, uh, Jackson? You got uh, Doomslayer <laughs> to come and fuck with me again. He would just show up. And I'm sure he had a crush on me, I think, too. At, or I thought he had a crush on me at some points, which I thought was not cool. Um, but uh, he got these other god cards. I don't even know, like Hamon something and two other th- I don't even know. All I remember was one was called Hamon. Yeah. Of Hamon, uh, Raviel, and Uriah. Yeah, so we got those three and basically wished that my card was broken, and I, like, kind of died inside. But I knew it was, I knew it was coming, like, I knew it was happening. So I wasn't like, oh, I'm done playing. No, it's just like, oh, that now it happens finally. Yeah. Like, uh, 
yeah. and Glorback is one to find uh, many misfortunes. Uh, the first one was when you guys visited the Donahan Theocracy. Yeah. Oh no. So I drank. I drank Slade, who is the leader. He, he was basically <laughs> Jesus. I drank his blood, and he had control over me for um, a long time. Mm-hmm. And so. And how did you try to fix that down the road, Jackson? Yeah, so I, we made a cure. I got a couple things, like a bottle of the blood, dragon spit, which I think Longnose had, and as well as uh, his scalp. So I wished for his scalp. <laughs> no, it wasn't his scalp. It was his hair. Oh, oh, I was here for this part. Yeah, so as a big, nice, big fuck you, I wish for his entire scalp of hair. And just a, the bloody, a bloody fucking scalp just right in front of me when, when I wish for it. And it and was like, what happened after that, And Jackson? the Donna theocracy invaded Wham. So I had to go, because my character was double exhausted, so I like... Like Glorback was just like. Fun. Oh yeah, because you had to make you made two wishes. That's yeah. why. And so if I had to make the two wishes, I would have got like Sarah or Gina to wish. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it myself. <laughs> I would have got you fuckers to just wish it, wish it for me. <laughs> so I had to go to uh, the um, King Mindus. Menendus. No, un- you get no. So you were taken to. Another, again, another interdimensional part of it was me taking inspiration from Overlord. And by that, I mean I just put Overlord in the Dungeons & Dragons world. Yeah. Um, and the great tomb of Nazarek. Nazarek, that's who he was. Yeah, Nazarek. You so went to went... go see uh, Lord Ainz. Oh, Ainz. Okay, I got. I keep getting Menendus and Ainz mis- mixed up. Um, but yeah, we went to go see Lord Ainz. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can heal you. And he just pricked my finger with his little thing. And Long knows the fucker <laughs> how to deal with uh, uh, what's his name Slade, and so Slade went to uh, uh, like where where Ains and I were, and we all fought. And so, mm-hmm. so uh, l- let's go into Long Nose now. Yeah, Long Nose was a character, mm. or is a character. He's still around. Yes, he was one. Of, he is, I think, one of my favorite. Aside from my character, he's probably my favorite one out of all of the characters that we've came across in, in both campaigns. Solid NPC. Yeah, solid NPC, solid guy. And I was genuinely sad when he died. Like, he sold he sold out the group, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> to whatever. But, I, so, I'll, yeah, uh, I'll just so, uh Yeah, so uh, what started out as a humble... What seemed to be a humble fish merchant, magic fish merchant in a small town, uh, revealed himself to be actually the royal wizard for the emperor, because there it was in Ranavir, because Astrana is made up of two main islands, Asteriel and Ranavir. And the emperor Ranavir's magic wizard was no other than Longnose. So after Jackson got brutally beaten by Doomslayer in that fight that he needed therapy for, mm-hmm. um, who was there but Longnose to ha- heal him up? Yeah. Well, Sarah saved me from dying. Yes. Because I didn't make my saving throws. She literally saved me from dying because yeah. she was a cleric. Thank God, because I would have girlfriend. Yeah. If if I if Glorback died at any point, same with Prazor. If my characters die, I'm done playing. Like maybe not Prazor because I could. I don't know. I can think. <laughs> we're 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 still fairly early on. Whatever. I can just make a guy another guy like. Razor Blue 
bluestone or something like something stupid <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, so he, he then uh, joins Wham of Long Nose, and uh, what at, what at first believes him selling out Wham to Slade to get to Jackson. Uh, was actually him trying to get closer to Slade to get more info on the other generals, which eventually ended in Long Nose getting stabbed and killed by Slade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was so, big sad for a so, lot of you guys. You guys yeah. were sad. <laughs> I was really sad, yeah. But, like, I was I was pissed at first. But he, uh, yeah, I was really sad when he died. But Glorback got fucking, got a nice revenge by cutting that motherfucker's head clean off uh, just right off uh from there though um skip forward a couple events and then the moon blows up right yeah the moon blows up. yeah so like uh, Academy? <laughs> uh think more sonic adventure style like half the moon got blown up okay um and this is where mark got some character development as well Ah, yes. Uh, Mark, why don't you explain your character development with Jeff? Alright, so like, at the very beginning, just my history with D&D is that sessions never usually lasted super long, so when I started this, I was like, you know what? Let's get weird. So I made a um, halfling bard, but as the campaign progressed, I realized how useless I was in combat. (laughs) And that may just be me not knowing how to properly play a bard, but I was always like, haha, Tony, you know, if you wanted to kill me, I wouldn't be super sad about it. Like, I'll make a new character that can do stuff. And he's like, no. So, no. Um, <laughs> there, was, uh, there was something to do with, like, testing for uh, the DNA of, like, some precursor race or something. And I'm like, yo, what's up? It's my dumbass. And they're like, how's it going, idiot? And I'm like, oh, you know. And yes, like, just, uh... you know. Let's just test you out real quick. And then they did. And they're like, you're the ultimate life form. Oh, damn. And I'm like, oh, damn. Um, so then I found <laughs> out I could like morph into like this flying elf. And I'm like, this is the tits. The Averial. Yes. So the Averial. So I flew around with like this golden bow and just started fucking shit up left and right. Mm. Yeah. And uh, um, that introduced uh, Prison Island. Um where Jack's, well, because uh, of course the power, the thing that blew up the moon, which was Space Call in the Ark, um, uh, they had to go to Prison Island to get the Chaos Emeralds. That was a fun time, wasn't it, Jackson? Yeah, I, if I'm being honest, that's kind of where, like, D&D, like, this campaign got really weird. Like, all the Sonic and stuff like that, I, it's kind of hard to, like, like it kind of was really hard for it to kind of make sense, but I rolled with it. I rolled with it, and it was a good time. Um, but like the space colony arc and that kind of stuff, like with, and how Mark was like the ultimate being, like it did end up kind of, like in retrospect, obviously it's, it's long done now. It was a really good idea. Like it was a really, it was a really, really awesome, uh, mm-hmm. like arc, honestly. And, um, I think cause, because like, like Mark said, he hated his character so much. I think that was a perfect way to, to, to kind of buff, buff up his character and yeah. make it more awesome. Yes. Um, and then uh, a portal appeared on Brizzard Island. And where did that take you, Jackson? Yeah, to Final Fantasy World, which I, th- like, that that part was, like, the the, the weirdest part. I <laughs> kind of just floated through it, and I did not understand at all what was happening. 
like but what did you find in there I mean there was that uh, no there was someone out someone Doomslayer right Oh, uh, he was there, yes, but like there was someone else. Oh, there. long nose, long nose, right? Yeah, it's coming back to me. Yeah, long nose got reincarnated in this dimension, and I was just like, oh my god, yes, he's okay. Yay! Like I was so happy, <laughs> and um, when he came back, I was like, yes, he's coming back. Oh, thank god. The world and, makes sense again. And the world and is then, okay. And then yeah. you guys uh, took on the final showdown to rescue the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, which was. Honest to God, the probably the best way to wrap up a story yeah, ever. Yeah, Gina got sick. to be uh, the sneakiest bitch of all. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes. sneakiest bitch in the land. Also a princess? Question mark. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. You had you had character <laughs> development that I completely forgot about. Yeah, me too. Honestly, <laughs> to be honest, I, I developed it, it and I forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were. She was the long lost daughter of the Drow King. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and my new character is related to her. Yeah, you're her oh, cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not like not like Southern American cousins, like just oh. regular, regular <laughs> old cousins. No, just just regular old cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talking to Gina Jackson and Mark, what, what the finale in its in from the first campaign from the battle all the way up to the climax with Gildries. Well, what, what like thoughts? I think the ending was was perfect. I think it, really culmin- it, it culminated into a great finale um, for that campaign. And I feel like, it personally, like I think there was no better way to wrap up the characters' arcs like better. And um, well, obviously, at the very end, where like I helped you and uh, you and your girlfriend live happily ever after when you're like, how do I get this wish to work? And we worked like five minutes on wording it properly. Yeah, yeah, we kind of were trying to, yeah, we were trying to word it, word it properly. <laughs> yeah, to like get the best outcome for Glorback and Jackson. Yeah, so my, so context, my girlfriend, uh, her character died right at the end. And so, so and not not by Gildry's hand, by, no. uh, because of power being the most powerful like soul realm there is, the wall rider who controls it all is was to Sarah like, you're either coming with me or I take your power and you have to basically strength through a dying breath, basically. So it's like make death saving throws if you don't go with wall rider. She yeah. chose not to go with wall rider, so make those death saving throws. And she didn't make them and yeah. she died. <laughs> so um uh I was really sad. And Wallrider gave Glorback, my character, three choices. Uh, go to another dimension and live there. Uh, become a bone man or, plain and simply, die. And um, at first I wanted to die because I was like, well, my <laughs> girlfriend's dead. Like, what's the fucking point? But then, and then somebody threw me a bone and said, well, if you bring Sarah's body to this other dimension, she'll, she'll technically be alive. She won't be the same woman, but she'll be alive with the same memories. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll give it a try. And it worked out. So, yeah, and it paid off for the second campaign, which is the one that we're on right now. So, yes, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, so uh, of what, uh, yeah, so you, you got, uh, what am I saying? So the first campaign came to a close, and now we're on our second one, which takes place 
down the line. We're not going to jump into that, yeah. uh, into details of that one. But yeah, I don't overall, want to with, if I'm joining in. Yes. Uh, oh, we will be talking more about that again after the podcast, Sean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right on. Right on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> starting starting with Gina, if you could use one word to recap uh, my experience being your DM, how would you? Re- how, what would you? What, what's one word you would use to describe it? Oh man, one word. It was very. Um, uh, I don't know why, but magical. Magical. Right. Magical. Yeah. yeah, it was very. I don't. Okay, to be honest, when we were going through all of the, uh, the the interesting Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, uh, you know, all the crossovers and stuff. I was like, I feel like I'm on an acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> and were you it, on acid though? Like that's a big question. Uh, no, I no was, judgment here. I was not. I I cannot handle anything. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Um, in regards to your DMing, it's very like for me as a beginner, right? It was very forgiving and easy to follow. And it also kind of opened up the door to like, you know, uh RP. Because when you started just like out the gate doing like accents and, you know, stuff, I was like, oh, shit, this is fucking real. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And yeah, it was, it was, um, yes. yeah, it was very nice and immersive and just a generally very positive first experience. Jackson? Um, I, uh, I would say um, the cr- creative. I think you took a lot of... Um, like to my understanding you took a campaign that has already been made and you kind of you kind of put made it into uh you kind of of uh what's the right word you uh tonified it you tonified it <laughs> and um you know you did your thing you know you i you added all of like the things that you love like you know sonic and final fantasy and stuff like that and you know some like i like i said with the sonic stuff like sometimes it was a little like in the moment it wasn't like uh, i don't know if i like this but obviously it worked out and you did find a way to implement it so that it actually did become relevant to the story mm-hmm. so i i think that honestly with all with like with all of the things that you implemented i thought it was great i thought it was fucking amazing how it all played out and wrapped up and everything made sense in the end even though in the moment it didn't <laughs> but yeah i thought it was definitely very creative you were very creative mark that, that's high praise for someone like for a dm who's like go-to is when in doubt fuck with Glorback. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Despite getting fucked with so much in that campaign, I got fucking just tormented with so much shit, but it was still, like, I I loved it in the end. It was like, basically, when in doubt, hey, Zoom Slayer appeared. Yeah, yeah, that's the amount of fucking times, hello, brother, like, in my eyes, it's like, fuck, fuck off, like, why? That wasn't in your head, you said that out loud. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'd just be like, fuck. Oh, wow. uh, Mark, what about you? I keep trying to think of a funny word to describe it, but in my brain, all I can think of is the word bonerific. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, like I've I've uh, I've done stuff with guys who are like they really know what they're doing. And um, oh wait, we're talking about D and D, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> no, I, I genuinely like I really enjoyed it. Like going into it, I was like, you know what, man, if this goes well, then cool. If not, then whatever. It'll be like a nice night. Just like chilling with some dudes in my program and guys and gals in the program. And I thought it was going to be fun. But then it turned into something that I invested way more time than I was expecting in. And it was just, it was genuinely just a really fun time. One of my favorite parts about it was you and your Jeff and Glorback's relationship of Jeff being the, <laughs> the best backpack oh, yeah, to mankind. Yeah. My, Mark, Mark, Mark and Glor, or sorry, Jeff and Glorback were fucking inseparable. Like I would, al- I would always let Mark ride on my back. And I even told everybody during the, uh, during like one session that I actually had a dream of what, of Glorback and Doomslayer or Glor- sorry Glorback and Jeff or what I thought of Jeff in my head fighting Doomslayer and I <laughs> I in my head I it kind of reminded me of uh if, if for any of you JoJo fans out there part three when Polnareff and Iggy fight in Vanilla Ice he's not dead Iggy <laughs> yeah so I that's just what like we're just fucking like oh my god we're gonna get our asses kicked but we will pull through this <laughs> we will make it kind of thing so dependent yeah so it was it was fun I always I always had a good time whenever it was me Mark whenever everybody was there it was always mm-hmm. nice having the backpack and Sean even though you weren't there uh, for a lot of it but you were there for a few sessions how was I for those few sessions uh, the word that comes to mind is phosphorescent <laughs> uh, oh, big, big word Sean damn you just had the one up bonerific didn't you you just, you just <laughs> had to yeah, no, well, you, you, like you said, going into this, you wanted to know how you're doing, how everything was going, and because it was your first time DMing, right? Yeah. And you fucking shined like a bunch of plankton in a dark ocean on like a July night, just <laughs> lighting up the sky. Especially in that dark ocean, by the way, is the 14 man session. Where you have to all these goddamn toddlers <laughs> to teach them that no, it's not okay to throw your own shit at each other. <laughs> and you oh, and you just yeah, you uh, you were so good and it just made it really brought me into it because like the voices you used and the way you described everything, it was just so entertaining and so much fun. And uh, I'm I'm bummed that it didn't work out for the rest of it, but the year is young. Even though 2020 sucks, we all want it to end. But there's still like four more months of it. Yeah. yeah. This part isn't even actually going to the podcast. He's just going to listen to this before he goes to sleep to hype himself up. <laughs> <laughs> for the next session, I can do this. I, I will be in the best Let's DM. Go. Let's go! <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, that's uh, the Dungeons and Dragons talk. Thank you. Uh, I- any last words you want to add about just Dungeons and Dragons in general? It's gotta, you gotta, you gotta just roll with it. If you're not feeling it, you just kind of gotta roll with it. It's a huge time sink. So, um, and doing it with people you're comfortable with yeah. is like a huge bonus. Like doing it with be a best- goo. Doing it with an awesome group of people and a good DM. The, you know what really sells it? A good DM. Because if you have a fucking plain old asshole that's like you walk into a forest that has uh, a couple goblins in it and they look at you and they see, what do you do? It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck off. I fucking quit playing this dumbass game. That's what I fucking do. 
But Tony, it's like, yes, you see the you see the goblins and they look at you. Hey, there's people over there. Let's go kill them. And it's like, whoa, okay, all right, all right, fuck these guys. Let's go kill them. Like, yeah, you know, it's all in the it's all in the it's all in the people that play it and the the guy that mm. runs it. So yeah, and yeah. to like I'm, new players, it's not hard to learn at all. Oh no, so just like not. jump into it. Like seriously, it's, it's the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, I feel like the hardest thing is like getting into character and like yeah. role play, getting comfortable role playing is mm-hmm. the hardest part. That's of the, game. the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, to all the boys say- out there getting into our like role play just in any way, it'll help you. Trust me. Eventually. Actually, rolling into just if you're if you are a brand new player, play with some people who have played at least a campaign before because. Mm-hmm. You don't want to jump into a campaign filled with newbies and everyone's trying to learn. Like, it's fun to learn together for yeah. sure, but it's also fun to have someone there. He'd be like, oh, this is what you're missing here because that's the biggest thing is I think what got me when I first started playing was understanding, like, the die rolling for at least the first little bit and figuring out how that all worked. And like we were saying earlier, math is not my thing. I'm a man of words. I am not a man of numbers. So it's just, it, it varies for everyone, but that's what got me into it. But just go into it, like you said, with an open mind and have a good time and don't be afraid to do or say whatever the fuck you want because really there are repercussions, but yes. half the time they're hilarious. So yes. go with it. All the repercussions Jackson made throughout that were funny. Hey, and I, and uh, hey, if I died, at least it would have, uh, at least it would have made you guys laugh. At least it would have been a funny way to die. How many, I can only how imagine that Glorback would have had some great last words. Hey, how many how many times, how many people have you heard say, yeah, in D- Dungeons and Dragons, I almost died trying to fucking get a, a wish for infinite gold. How can you, <laughs> how many people have, can you say have heard that in their lives? You know? So if I did end up dying that day, I would have been pissed off. I would have stopped playing and I would have said, fuck this game. But it would have been a funny story for you guys to tell to, to people. <laughs> have you heard the legends of Glowback? No, sir. What happened? He drowned in gold. Yeah. He, like molten gold? No, the coin. The coin, yeah. He wished for so much gold, he drowned in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's dead. All right, with that, we're going to jump into a quick grab bag, the final segment of the show where uh, we quickly talk about some things. Um, so let's start off with Draw of the Deck, the TCG news that you all want. Uh, no Pokemon news this week, but for Yu-Gi-Oh! Konami has revealed that December will get the Genesis Impact set. It'll also be the last set of 2020 that comes out. And Magic the Gathering, they released a secret Lair series, a limited five five card pack with very unique art that was available this past week august 18th to the morning of the 19th so if you're if your friend has that they're a cool friend (laughs) uh no retro reminder this week and no achievement of the trophy this week but the game of the week i'm giving it to surgeon simulator 2 because surgeon sim is a funny game with that thank you all for joining me this week of course yeah man uh now it's time uh we're gonna go in in order where can we find you on the internet gina uh you can find me on instagram at gina the tran also on twitter but not on there i do a lot of um photo shoot stuff so yeah all right jackson 
you can find me on Instagram mostly. I I don't really do anything else. Uh, on uh, my main Instagram account is Jackson underscore underscore FM. I just post a lot of dumb shit. I don't. I'm never getting hired anywhere. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can follow my hobby page. I post a lot of toy stuff. I I collect a lot of action figures, and that's where I post it uh post my findings is jackson collects stuff all one word on instagram and um yeah that's about it mark uh mostly on instagram my uh instagram's o period coma because you know it's a funny nickname that i got um i think i'm also on twitter but that was more like begrudgingly because my teacher told me i had to and then he got mad at me for swearing on it so i'm trying not to swear on my twitter it's just Okoma, but like the same spelling minus the period and the second O is a zero. All right. And Sean. Uh, I I have Instagram. I barely use it. I think it's like smarks505, something along those lines. Again, I don't really use it. Uh, you want to find me, you can check out my Twitter at smarks505. Uh, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel to see stories I'm working on. Uh, Sean Marks, that's S-E-A-N. Uh, open bracket news close bracket and uh, lastly you can check out my Facebook page Sean William Marks so that's where you you can see all of my content there's a Sean Marks out of the Dominican Republic who plays basketball Um, he's got almost 2,000 followers and he spells it the same same way there's also a Sean Marks that owns the Brooklyn Nets fun fact ex-NBA player so it's really hard to find me on anything social if (laughs) <laughs> That's more or less what I'm getting at. So good luck. But I'm okay. Right. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me, everybody. And we will see you next week for the season one finale. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. Tune in every Sunday for new episodes. 